Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys! We are actually starting to record podcasts with some sort of, uh, you know, regular consistency, which is uh, kind of scary. I'm not used to this. I'm used to having technical difficulties. I'm used to things exploding. Uh, both Stephen and I were shocked last time that the Canadian gamers actually went up, and they went up without a hitch. There was a little bit of echo here and there, and I'm sure, considering it's winter time now, so where where Stephen lives, there's basically like a population of three, and that's essentially his family. <laughs> Um, so there might be a little bit of, uh, like transformer stuff happening on Steven's end every now and then. Um, but that's normal because like you guys can't imagine the weather he has. Oh my God. No, it's, it was minus 36 today with the wind and we're not, we're just getting started. So I can't, and for, for the Americans out there, like minus 36, how much is that in Fahrenheit? Like 20 or 15 or 10? Or oh, five. God, I think it's like minus 10. Minus 10? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. What, what did you say? Minus 36? Yeah, minus 36. Celsius in F. Let's see. Because it's, at some point, it doesn't make any sense. I think in the minus, at some yeah. point, it, the boat, like... Yeah, no, no, that's it. Exactly. It's just, uh, it, like, minus 36 Celsius is minus 32.8 Fahrenheit. Okay, there you go. So, um, ladies and gentlemen... He's basically Santa Claus. <laughs> well, it's close to here. The North Pole, if you think about it, is only a few hours like uh, drive. If if there was a road to go there, like I could go there in a few hours, probably. You should. You absolutely should. You should knock on Santa's yeah, the, door. The, the, the problem is my city is the northest uh, city reachable by road in Ontario. And after that, you have to take like airplanes and like you have to go by sea and there's no sea here. Like... The bay, the Hudson Bay, I believe, that's kind of like a sea, I guess. <laughs> I think it's you have to take a points. boat, cross an ocean in Canada, of course. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, to go to the North Pole, but one day, one day I'll do that for you. You should, and you should record your adventures as you go. You should go would... talk to Santa and tell him how nice of a boy you've been this year. You should. I've been a very good boy this year. Oh, man. So what's been new and exciting in the life of you? Well, not not much really. I'm just getting ready to for the big holiday rush. Like I just told you, during the holidays, I have Christmas Boxing Day, which is the 26th for those out of Canada, outside Canada, and I have New Year's, so the first. I have three days off during the holidays, and the rest of the time I work. So it's gonna be crazy. It's about to start. It's it's even started yet because Christmas is on a Sunday this year, which means this weekend. Will be busy too because most people will work next week, so they'll probably do a lot of their shopping this week, this weekend. So it's gonna be hell. So I'm glad I'm gonna be able to do this podcast, relax a bit, then go back to work. And pretty much all I've been playing is Pokemon, like Batman Telltale episode five. The last episode that was released Tuesday, I've downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance yet to play it. I have Mario Maker in my 3DS. Still haven't had a chance to play it. I know I'll be disappointing in the fact that I can't share my levels, but there's some apparently neat single-player stuff in there that I really want to try with some neat challenges like beating a game, uh, beating a level without jumping or without uh, never stopping running or without like killing an enemy, stuff like that. That sounds really, really like right, right up my alley. So I need to do that at some point, but right now I just can't 
stop playing Pokemon. There's this the first online competition that's going on, which is called Battle of Alola, where you bring six Pokemon with no items and you choose three each side and you just duke it out. And so far, I'm having a blast doing that. I, I think my record is something like uh, 20 and 7 or something like that. So I'm doing really good, surprisingly, right now. So I'm having a blast with that. And I, I'm going to need to stop playing eventually because you bought me a game that I really want to play. One of those games that you got me, the Wii U one. I don't want to say it because this will be up before the unboxing video and I don't want to have any spoilers up. But the Wii U game you bought me, I just texted my friend with a picture of the game and he went crazy. Like He cannot wait to come here. I think we're going to have a date on Thursday and we're going to play that one. And, because we're both fan, huge fans of that uh, that franchise. And and I can't wait to play it. So well, I'm going to answer this phone. Go answer wait. your phone and I'm going to talk. All right, I'll be right back. Yeah, go for it. So that was kind of funny. I love how the professionalism of these podcasts is really second to none. You you have to admit it's uh, it, it's pretty much the best podcast on uh, on the interwebs. <laughs> oh goodness. Anyways, yeah, we did our um, our Christmas exchange that we do every single year. Uh, this year, though, I really wanted to make sure that Stephen got his stuff before the holiday. I'm, I'm terrible with that. Like, I always get caught up in in other things, either work or, or just, you know, whatever, life, basically, stuff going on that I, I always forget. So this year, I wanted to make sure that I really... I got him something that I knew that he was going to play. And that's the thing with Steven. It's, um, it can be very, very challenging to purchase games for him. Not so much that I know he's going to play, because he's a lot better at that than I am, um, particularly with uh, portable games. If you buy him a portable game, you're pretty much guaranteed that he's going to play it. Um, but the problem is that he's also a spendaholic. Like, you cannot buy him anything made by Nintendo, because he buys everything made by Nintendo, um, there's other there's other games too that like he just goes crazy and splurges like mad, um, so it can be a little bit of a challenge. You can get him some retro stuff that works out for the most part, but will he play it for those older games? That's always a gamble. So whenever I I like look to to purchase stuff for him, it really depends on on what's out. Like this year, I was asking him um, if he actually went ahead and purchased the... Um, there was like a, a Pokemon-themed uh, 3DS, new 3DS. And I was thinking, you know, maybe I could pull some strings and see if I could get that if he didn't um, pick it up. But he actually went ahead and, and picked it up. So this year was nothing too exciting. You'll see in the unboxing, um, there was no surprises. But at least I was happy that I was able to get him the, the gift before the holiday. Um, if I can so, chime in here real quick... Yeah. Uh, the thing about Jared that he doesn't tell you right now is that when he looks to pick up the gifts, he does that literally in five minutes at the last possible second. So while he says that he doesn't know what to get me and I have everything, the reality is he does it in five minutes at the last minute. Hey, so that's that not always true. But when he does prepare in advance, it, it usually is something that never arrives or never can get because... It's like the the virtual boy thing or something like that. Yeah, well, you missed my my conversation. I wasn't. I I I I missed a part of it, but I 
Because I was actually saying that, like, you're not hard to buy stuff for. It's um, it's more the danger with certain things. Like I was saying, for like Nintendo, you don't buy you anything made by Nintendo because you you buy everything um, that's made by them. Um, and the other thing, what I was saying, the challenge is more getting you something that's original that you'll actually play. And it's not that you you ignore your games. That's not that's not the the issue. The issue is one of time, and that's what I was saying. Like, if I were to get something retro, there's a chance you'll play it, but it it varies. Like, it really depends. Then there's, um, like, if it's on portable, that's great. But then with portable, there's sometimes, like, the gamble there. And this year, I just really wanted to make sure that, like, you had something that was going to be there by Christmas. And, like, I've gotten you in the past. I've gotten you custom Game Boys. I've got you, like, uh, conversion cards and stuff. But all that stuff, there's no guarantee on time because it's handmade. So it yeah, takes... well, Dragon Quest was the biggest surprise when you got me Dragon Quest's one plus two on the Super NES, and that I played. I actually beat <laughs> Dragon Quest one. Never got around to completing two, but got far into that one. So that was a pretty good surprise. And for me, uh, I don't know when your video goes up. Uh, I put it I, right by Christmas. I decided this year to play it a bit more safe, safer. I knew you were a huge fan of Sega. That I, I knew you are a huge fan of Sega, and that's all I'm gonna say for one of your your gifts. So I know that was a safe bet, and I know that eventually you'll get around to trying it, and you'll probably enjoy it, because those are all games you love. I actually and already tried it. Okay, cool. Uh, well, we might talk about it a bit. It, it's not a huge spoiler, but the, and the other game, I decided I always do that. I always take a risk. Last year was Yokai Watch. I, I took a risk with that. I knew there was 50% chance you're going to love it, 50% chance you're going to be indifferent and another 50% chance. I don't know that Matt doesn't, doesn't add it. You'll hate it. So I took a chance on that. And this year, I, I, there's another game. I really loved that game in 2015. I thought it was an amazing game. I know I'm a huge fanboy of Nintendo in that particular series, so I know that I'm biased around it, but I, I know it was a very solid game. It's a hardcore dungeon crawler. I'm not sure if you love those. I, I bought you one of the Vita for your birthday. I don't yeah, think mind you. I don't know if you played it, but I, I'm not sure if you love it. But I'm not sure if you're a huge uh, Dungeon Crawler uh, fan. I, I love those games. I know you love the Saturn one that I, I love too, which was uh, Shining, the Holy Ark. So I decided I'll get you that one. It, it might end up being a hidden gem. You might fall in love with it. You might not. So it was a, a small risk. So that's what I did. Small risk and a surprise that I knew you'd love. So that that was my reasoning this, this year. And I think that's kind of what I'm going to do from now on. Always try. I really wanted to get you Kirby. And I know you joked about it that you, I, I was getting you that damn Kirby game, but I think you would have loved it. That one was amazing. And like I said, one of the best game of the year. But hopefully you, you enjoy the Sega one and the other one when you try it. Like well, I the said, Sega one, I mean, it's it's all the games that I know, right? It's um, some classic games, but given that 3D, you know, like, uh, treatment so far, I mean, I, I only played for, for a little, little bit because the problem is I'm trying to finish Pokemon um, Sun. I'm 30 hours into Pokemon Sun right now. I'm rated the... Well, I, actually, I say I rate at the end. I don't know if I'm at the end or not. I'm um, I'm at the fourth... Yeah, fourth island. I finished the Kahuna there. Which was, uh, well, I, I don't know if we should say it's a relatively new game. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, okay, well, anyways. 
I finished that that one, and and I just saved right after. So I honestly have no idea. I picked up the second flute, um, and that's that's pretty much where I'm at. Okay. Like, okay yeah. So I don't know. You know the game. Do I have like another ten hours, twenty hours? Well, I finished it in twenty-seven hours. So you, you going at your rate, you probably have another two or three hours at the most. But it depends uh, if you. Take your time and try to get all the new Pokemon, which you probably already got since you're at the Fort Island. So you should be good to go. Well, that was fun. Uh, basically, we had a little break here because a uh, fire alarm went off. And um, I get out. Well, as I'm actually walking down, I see one of the other um, uh, whatever tenants here. And the guy's like, oh, my God, look at my apartment. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And so I look in, and the whole ceiling is basically, it, it just collapsed everywhere. There's water all over the place. Essentially what happened is the sprinkler system, the line that connects um, from one sprinkler to another, because like just looking at my apartment, there's sprinklers like all over the place. Um, the actual line, the water line, cracked or ruptured or something. So it, you can imagine, like, water just went everywhere super quick and then collapsed the ceiling and then went all over the floor, and it was just nonstop pouring, 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 which is what triggered the fire alarm because it's connected to that same system. And so, uh, what, it's been like, what, 20, 30 minutes since... Uh... Uh, it's actually almost an hour. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. was interrupted for an hour. Okay, super, an hour. I had to go to, like, the corner mall that we have to have lunch uh, because I was just waiting outside forever. It was bloody ridiculous. So, with that out of the way, back to you, Stephen. All right, if I remember right, I was telling you that the only obstacle with the other game I bought you was that was it required a heavy investment and I'm meeting a lot of hours for you to actually enjoy it and I know like hours and stuff like that is your Achilles eel. So hopefully you give it a chance. If not, well whatever. It was worth the risk and that's what I wanted to say about that. Glorious. Um I'm hoping I get a chance to try that one out uh, because it does look cool. And I'm going to try and space our, our two um, videos. Like, did you upload yours yet? Yeah, no, I'm going to do that during the night, probably. Okay. Because I still haven't figured out how to connect my uh, Android phone to my laptop, which is probably something a two-year-old could do. Yes, for, it is. You just, you just plug it in. Yeah, I did that the other day and nothing pops up. Well, Google it. Just Google seeing how you uh, connect. It's got to be something simple, man. There's got to be either like a, an app or something that you have to yeah, download. But the other way it works, too. If I upload this uh, through my phone during the night, put it on private, I can edit it on my laptop later. So it should yeah. work that way. If not, I have, I have until like the 25th, 26th to upload this. Yep. should work. It should. Okay, so um, I guess we'll get started now, since, uh, you know, who knows what else is going to happen today. Um, so, for those that don't know, Jump Fiesta is going on right now in Japan, which is, um, I don't, I think it's an anime, I, what the hell is it? Is it a magazine? Is it, I forget what it is, sorry guys, uh, I'm going to see if I can... 
It is an annual party or exposition in Japan all about anime and manga. There you go. Okay? Um, and I got the news really, really like late, late afternoon, early evening yesterday that there would indeed be a Dragon Quest uh, feature. So I was very excited about that because, as you all know, I, I, I like Dragon Quest. It's not bad. And um, I had heard that, you know, not only is there going to be um, some update uh, for, you know, um, what is it, Dragon Quest Eleven, which of course is super, super exciting, um, but there was going to be updates for Dragon Quest Ten as well. And I was really curious about that because I wanted to know what, um, what, what, what were they actually going to be doing with Dragon Quest Ten. So I know Steven's got this whole thing that he wants to talk about, but before we do that... I just want to just touch base really, really quickly on the PlayStation 4 version of Dragon Quest X because, well, it's actually got some pretty neat things going on. So first off, um, it, was, it was spoken about back in July 2015, and it is currently December 2016. So that's a significant amount of time where we didn't get any updates, any looks, any anything. Well, that all changed last night, or yesterday evening, whatever, or actually it could have been early this morning, um, when they showcased for the very first time the PlayStation 4 version of their popular MMORPG Dragon Quest X. And, well, the big thing, honestly, is that the graphics have been, um, well, quite significantly improved. There's new lighting there's new textures, the facial animations have been improved, but I mean, it's still a, a, you know, a Wii game in and of itself, right? It's just that it, it certainly looks better, there's no question about it. They have comparisons from the Wii version to the, um, to the uh, PlayStation 4 version, and it's definitely an improvement. Like, fingers now look like fingers, not just a block. Uh, I would assume that this is going to be coming to the um, the PC version. I would not understand if they kept this as a PlayStation 4 exclusive, like these new texture uh, features and stuff. It wouldn't make any sense. And the game runs at 1080p at 60 frames per second on a regular PlayStation uh, uh, 4, not the PS4 Pro or whatever. So, no release date, though, unfortunately, was announced, which I was a little bit disappointed on, because I want to know if that version is going to be region-free, because if it is, I'm going to switch over to that version, only because it'll make it so much easier for, um, for playing, because having to go through a VPN all the time absolutely sucks. So, there was that, okay? That was the big thing. And then there was a lot of Dragon Quest XI stuff that was shown. That was the big draw. So the first thing um, was they, they revealed the next party member, or the first ally. It's a guy named um, Camus, and he's a blue-haired thief. Oh, yeah. They also released the opening cinematic for those that remember Dragon Quest VIII, where you had, like, the wind sweep over the hero's, uh, like, uh, what, his head or whatever, and the wagon and all that as Overture was playing. Um, there was that classic intro movie. Well, that's what they sort of released for Dragon Quest XI. Um, did you watch that? I sent you the link to that. Uh, I only watched one video, which I, I believe was it that one. Oh, you should watch it, man. It's absolutely awesome. Introduces all of the party members. It looks like there's going to be seven party members in this one. 
um, which is very exciting. But the first guy that they actually revealed was this guy. I don't know how they, they pronounce it, if it's Camus or, or it's C-A-M-U-S. And he's a blue-haired thief. And he's pretty awesome looking, actually. Looks like, you know, your classic uh, Dragon Quest character. I have all the information written down, so just give me, give me a little bit, okay? We're gonna, I'm going to jump back and forth um, here a little bit because I'm going through all the... Um, all the different uh, information that I took. So, okay, on the PlayStation 4 version, there's going to be unique. Um, uh, what do I say? This there's going to be unique features for each version of the game. So, where did I write that? Yeah, okay. They didn't go into any details. They were just saying that each one will have platform-specific features, but they didn't say anything. Uh, they did not talk about the Switch version whatsoever. Um, they just reiterated that, you know, like, yeah, it's going to be on Switch, but they didn't say anything else. Um, uh, da -da 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 -da. Uh, okay, the protagonist is 16 years old when the game begins. Uh, it's 30th anniversary is a heavy focus in the game as the developers look past yeah yeah blah blah uh, got that got that they showed the uh, world map which looks friggin gargantuan um, what's interesting is that the the world is actually called if I can pronounce this now it's Rotozitasia and what's interesting about that is Roto or Loto depending on how you pronounce it is Erdrich. So he's the legendary hero. Um, he's been in or referenced in just about every single game. He was the primary focus of the first three Dragon Quest games where you were playing as a descendant of him and then eventually you got to play as him in um, Dragon Quest 3. So I thought that's really interesting how they seem to be going all the way back to like the original Dragon Quest games, which is really, really cool, which is such a bitch that we don't have them available in North America on dedicated gaming consoles. We only have them available on um, iOS and Android, and that's really, really annoying. Uh, the 3DS version is going to have Street Pass functionality, uh, but they didn't say exactly what, um, so we'll see. Uh, the PlayStation 4 version doesn't have Street Pass, but they're preparing something else exclusive for it, but they're not, again, saying what it is. A uh, big mode of transportation in the PlayStation 4 version is going to be, and it looks friggin' sick, is uh, you'll be able to ride a horse. Um, and it really looked awesome. Really, really awesome. And they were talking about uh, town scrolling in the um, 3DS version. The 3DS version, if you guys recall, it's um, 2D on the bottom screen and 3D on the top screen. And what's really, really cool is that they were talking about, you know, the challenges of mapping these two games perfectly was not an easy thing to do because step-by-step step has to match. So everything you do has to be perfectly in sync, which I, I think these guys are absolutely insane because essentially they are creating three different versions of this game. And... I think they're they're just absolutely nuts. Now, the one thing that they did not talk about, and um, they 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 specifically said they will be to spoken about later on, was the battle system. And this is what Stephen, I know this is what you want to talk about. Um, and this this has sort of been a tradition with the series 
um, ever since Dragon Quest VIII, and I don't know why, Dragon Quest VIII was the first one where when the game was unveiled, they did not show the battle system. Um, it was the first 3D uh, Dragon Quest game, like fully 3D Dragon Quest game, and they focused, well, much like you're doing with Dragon Quest XI here, they focused on the characters. So the very first screenshots released were just of the hero with the very basic menu system in the top left corner, which is classic traditional Dragon Quest all the way. Um, and it was only later on, as they revealed more and more features, that, um, not more and more features, but as they revealed little bits of information at these key conferences and, and anime expos and things like that, that you slowly start to get an idea of like, well, okay, now I understand how the game actually plays. Um, and they've done that for every single one since Dragon Quest VIII. Um, so basically what we're going to do right now is we're going to speculate. Steven has his idea of where this is going, and I have my idea of where I think it's going. So first off, you really should watch that opening um, trailer because, man, if that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't think anything will. Yeah, I'll get on that later. I just, uh, like like I was texting you, I was disappointed that they did not show the battle system because this leaves me to believe that this will not be a traditional battle system like Dragon Quest Seven or Eight or even Nine. It will be more similar to what's featured in Ten, which... I'm not looking forward to as a single-player traditional GRPG. I was really hoping for uh, back to the system in place with 8 because I, I really that's why I play Dragon Quest games. And I believe that for the 3DS versions, we will have that. Obviously, nothing is sure. The Switch version at this point seems like it will probably be similar or identical to the PS4 version. But nobody knows right now. Hopefully, they're not creating a fourth version of Dragon Quest XI for that, just specifically for the Switch. But I really hope that the battle system is not similar to X, which all signs seem point because you can see the the character actually come into contact with uh, enemies or come close to, and nothing happens. So usually, with the newer Dragon Quest, which do not have random battles, when you hit an enemy, you then go to another screen and you're in a Turn-based. Can I battle. can I just cut you off for a second? Sure. Um, they did mention in the thing that they turned off battle animations. Okay. So, so that, that 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 that's still a, that that still could happen. That when it could be similar to eight and seven on 3ds, where there's no random battle, but you see the enemies on the on the battlefield. So there's still hope, I guess, since they did say that. But it, it, it looks like we might get. Uh, more real-time or hybrid, whatever Jared wants to call it, systems similar to games like Skyrim and Zelda, but more like Dragon Quest X, where you still, and Final Fantasy XII and Kingdom Hearts, I guess, where you still have uh, uh, control on, you still uh, select actions, but that they don't necessarily happen right away. Yeah, okay, so... Um... It, it, depending on, I mean, we don't know. That's the honest truth. Right now, we honestly have no idea. I think what you nailed um, really perfectly uh, in our text was the fact that, like, um, the the 3DS one, I'm sure is going to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the exact same system as Nine. I'm really, I'm sure of it. Where it's going to be, you know, you get sucked into battle um, after you you tag an enemy or an enemy tags you rather, and then you'll um, you'll fight 
like that with with traditional commands. I'm pretty sure just because you don't really have much um, screen real estate now, you know, like uh, because like the, the top screen is 3D, the bottom screen is 2D. So, I mean, I can't imagine... I don't know, you know, I'm thinking of this. I don't know how the hell they're going to do this. I can't wait. But anyways, they're, they're going to hold another event where that's all they talk about is the battle system. And I know why they do this. And like I said, they have done this since Dragon Quest Eight, believe it or not. Um, because they, they like to not just show the combat, but they like to highlight the job system and things like that to tell you, like, how does this one work? And I'm pretty sure it's going to work a lot well, quite similarly to 10, and I am with you in the sense that I do hope this is a classic turn-based um, game. I know that with with many games that I use my little hybrid thing, what I mean by that, uh, just so everybody knows what the hell I'm talking about, is you get pulled into battle, so just like in Dragon Quest X, where you're, you are pulled into battle, um, but you have the freedom to move around. Now, you can make it turn-based if you want, and by that, it means the enemy will not attack until after your turn. So you input one command, and then the enemy will, will attack, and then it's your turn, and so on and so forth. The thing is, that worked really well in an MMO setting, um, and it would have worked perfectly in Dragon Quest X, uh, excuse me, nine as well, because you can play with other players, real-life players. So obviously, they needed to make a system where you're not controlling your other party members, that your other party members were controlling themselves if it wasn't a real person. And that made sense. I mean, that, that, that's just logical. Um, but with this, this is being designed from the ground up as a single-player experience. It's even being like touted as such. It's, that's the whole point of it. So, yeah, I'm really curious because I don't see them going the Tails direction. I'll be surprised if they do that. I'll be very surprised if they do that, considering this is a series that is aimed directly at the Japanese. I will be very, very surprised if you do not control your party members. I'm sure you, you'll have the option, because you do, and even in... Um, in uh, in Dragon Quest VIII, you have the option on the 3DS to turn on automated uh, battles where you'll only control your party, uh, your your character, and the rest will, you know, they'll play by themselves. Um, but, and I, you've been able to do that actually for a while. I think you can even do that in seven if you go into the tactics. Uh, am I mistaken there? Probably not. Probably, you, you probably can't do that. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping it's a system like that. I am. I'm really hoping that it's a system where you have the option of, of you know, making the characters do whatever the hell they want to do, um, or that you can control them directly. Because I am with you. I am. I. I mean, graphically, wow, man, this looks sick. I. I they, they, it's not a cel shaded game, but it's still an anime game, and I. It can be a little jarring. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to hold up because the, during the whole event where you see the guy, and I don't know what video uh, you watched there, I don't recall exactly, um, but there's one where he's on a horse and as he's running by, you can actually kill enemies uh, as you're on the horse. So I, I'm assuming it's going to be weaker enemies. You won't be able to just like ride over anybody. And that they actually showed, uh, like him just crushing a slime. Um, but I found I find the graphics while gorgeous, they do look a little jarring because like seeing the slimes in the world 
I think it's going to take me a little bit of getting used to, but um, man, they're they're going all out in the graphic department. Holy crap, does it look nice! And the 3DS one looks sick too, man. I I'm loving the the sort of two two systems you got going on at once here. It's really cool, and I I don't even know how I'm going to do this, but both games come out um, next year, and I they look awesome, man. Yeah, I really really. Not sure about that though. If they're coming out next year, but we'll see. Uh, I'm really curious the 3DS version. Like, what's the, is the overall? Is it gonna be again 3D on the upper screen, 2D on the lower screen, or is that mechanic gonna apply over the entire game? Like, when you're having a battle, will you basically have a 3D view and a 2D view, or a 3D view on the upper screen and the menu on the lower screen? So it. I, I can't wait to see uh, more about the 3DS version, obviously the PS4 version too. But uh, now I'm more curious about the 3DS one. I think the 3DS one might be the one of choice for me right now, just because of the possible battle system of the console versions. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep you uh, in the loop. There's no question about that. So... Um... Okay, according to our schedule of schedules, you <laughs> wanted to uh, have a nice rant. Yeah, because the, the the Switch announcement was a while ago, and you did your reaction, and you were all like uh, like a little schoolgirl, very very happy. And I was happy, and I never had a chance because we haven't done a, a podcast since because you've That's been right. lazy. Yep, it's me. <laughs> And I wanted to talk about the Switch and why I believe that it's it's gonna it's not gonna be a, a very big success. And I really, actually, on a personal level, hate the Switch so far. Good. And that's <laughs> many many. I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna try to explain myself. I'm probably gonna ramble and say stuff that doesn't make any sense. And. The main problem I have with the Switch is that it's a console. It's designed as a console. And people might be confused because they see the portable aspect of it. And it is. Uh, you can play it on the go. You can bring it with you. And it's very clearly going to be a big selling factor. But Nintendo are still, to this day, emphasizing, emphasizing the fact that this is a console first. And that's a problem for me. Because as a console, this thing will be quickly, quickly, quickly outdated. Uh, rumors are coming out that when the Switch will be released in March, it will already be inferior to the PlayStation 4. Not the PlayStation 4 Pro, but the PlayStation 4. So right there, that tells me that we're going to have the same situation we had with the Wii U in that third-party support is not going to be existent. And as we said before, you cannot be successful with a console without third party support and that's the big issue also as a portable it doesn't really do it for me because I'm missing my second screen which is now almost something I do not want to live with on my portable and it's too big I hate the fact that it's it's too big it's not really portable and I know people are saying that well, you can put it in a bag, like a laptop or an iPad, and that's those are two different markets. I I play 
my 3DS all the time. I already have close to 110 hours of Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, logged, and it's not even a month yet. Like, I put that stuff in my pocket, and I bring it everywhere. I cannot do that with the Switch. And not compare the Switch to a laptop or an iPad. Those are two different markets. And if you want the Switch to com to compete with those two, it's it's not going to win. It's People will not buy a Switch for that. And I might be totally wrong on this and it might be the next Wii but I think it will be a failure I don't think it will be a Wii U failure but I don't see this selling more than the GameCube and that's a problem we need something else and I really think people will be confused about the the Switch because is it the console is it a portable it's both sure it, I don't know if this will work and like I said it needs third party support it won't get that with this because it will be outdated very quickly and also you're gonna hear this uh, here first but there will be a successor a successor to the 3ds probably in 2018 uh, I'm gonna say maybe even 2017 at the end of 2017 but I'm pretty sure Nintendo will not want to release two consoles in the same year but I'm pretty sure they're gonna do that they're gonna release another portable because they've been clear this is a console and I don't think they see this being as successful as the DS or the 3DS. And I think many people were turned off by the 3D factor of the 3DS. And that's one of the reasons why it will, it will not reach the DS. Although it did reach over 60, mil, 60 million uh, sales. So I think they're, they're going to give it another go. They're going to say, screw this. Let's go. Let's, let's release another portable. Again, I might be 100% wrong, but when, once they do that, like it will be the same situation again where they will be developing games for two different systems. Third-party support will drop with the Switch within two years. You won't see any more... Uh, any more. Well, first off, I don't think you're going to get much uh, third-party exclusives there, but that doesn't really matter as long as you get all the games, and that will stop within two years because this system is already outdated. So... I don't know. I really don't like this. I would have preferred they just released another portable. And by 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 the time we are now, like portables are pretty powerful now. If you look at the Vita, the Vita has been released, what, four years ago? So if you release a new portable right now, I'm pretty sure Nintendo could have uh, released a brand new portable in 2018 with, with technology that's not too uh, expensive and they could have had something pretty uh, remarkable there and just concentrate on that market and be be done with it but I don't know uh, we'll see maybe I'm 100% wrong I'm just really not looking forward to the Switch right now and to be honest Zelda Breath of the Wild it's on the Wii U although I've seen a video uh, with rumors that they might be canceling the Wii U version, which would make sense in one way if they really want people to concentrate on the Switch. But I don't think they will do that now, uh, especially since last E3, all they did was talk about the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild. But anyway, since Breath of the Wild is coming on the Wii U, I really don't have much of an incentive to go out and purchase a switch even though i'm the biggest nintendo fanboy out there like i said i'm more of a portable guy and it doesn't do anything as a portable to uh to make me want to get one especially since it's 
not something I'm going to be able to bring with me unless I, I have a bag, which some people might find that a stupid excuse, but it's not really. And as a console, it doesn't do anything that the PS4 or Xbox One doesn't do besides have Nintendo-made games. So I don't know. I don't know if I make sense. No, you never make any sense. You make dollars. Hey! <laughs> no, um... Okay, go back and watch my video, because I was very clear about something. Very clear about something. And I said that if they're only going to focus all of their efforts on one machine, then this could be interesting. But there were a lot of questions that we don't know about. Because when I did that, there were no, we had no rumors, no speculation, no nothing on power or anything. It was just a simple trailer. There were all the BS stuff, but from what we saw, we didn't see anything. You know, We just saw a couple of um, games like Skyrim was on there. That We had the 3D Mario game. Um, there were, you know, things like that. Um, but I was saying that it, it was critical that they focus all of their efforts. If they're going to divide everything and they're not going, like, and they're going to release another portable, then that changes things. But what, what's really interesting is the system's 6.2 inches, to give you an idea. So that's what the screen is. So if you were to take your DS, it's naturally not much bigger than your DS, which is deceiving. It's really deceiving. So it's going to be interesting to see that. I agree, without having a second screen today is kind of like, wow, man. But um, I, I want to see what what this is. Because like my, my Wii U, I've said this to everybody. What I loved about the Wii U was that it had the off-screen play. I love that, because if it if a game on the Wii U came out that did not have off-screen gameplay, chances weren't as high that I would play it as much. It's simple as that. Just because I don't have access to the TV much. So, what am I going to do? I'm going to play, you know, sitting on the sofa on the gamepad. And I did. I, I played a buttload of games like that. Um, and that's where the Switch, right now, for me, in my life, and with the time I have and everything... That actually really does work for me. If I can get a full console experience like that, where I can just sit on the sofa, I understand for everyone else, I get it. I totally understand. Where they're like, yeah, well, I don't give a crap about that. I want to be able to connect it to my big screen TV. That's why I have a 4K HD Ultra, blah, 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 blah. Totally get you. Totally, totally. But for me right now, um, like that works for me. It really does. But if they do come out with another portable and, and then, then yeah, then no, I agree. Then, then we're right back to where we were, where it's going to be an underpowered platform. And the more we've heard about the Switch, the more things now are starting to get a little nerve-wracking. But the Internet seems to really like it, which is intriguing to me. Uh, it's currently trending way better than the Wii U was, at the same point in time, people are actually seem to be positively, um, no, I don't want to say excited, it's not like, you know, people are freaking out, but they seem, the reception seems to be a lot more positive than with the Wii U, whereas with the Wii U, it was all confusion. People were just like, what the hell is this? Is this an add-on to the Wii? What, what's going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. So at least I think they've done a, a much better job in saying what this platform is. But yeah, you're absolutely right that now it's looking like, well, I don't know if you paid attention to any of these latest rumors, but it's been pretty crazy, man. Battery life we still don't know anything about. 
Um, they're going to hold all those events coming up, but now the, some of the latest rumors are saying that Zelda's not even a launch title. That Zelda's actually going to be like their Christmas title next year, and that the game is actually going to launch with something else. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's a possibility as well, because that game originally was supposed to be out in 2015, so it's been delayed, 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 so I... I could see another delay if if that happens. I like what's going to be the killer app for the Switch when it comes out. That's going to be a good uh, a good question uh, to find out. But I I still even if if I'm wrong about the portable stuff and Nintendo isn't planning on releasing a new portable, I still don't like the fact that it's a console first. Like I would have preferred them to concentrate on the other area, which is their strength. And release something that def- defers themselves more from the competition. Because right now, yes, sure, you you can't bring your PS4 with you on the go. But like the PS4 uh, is already more powerful than this, and in 2020 probably will have a PS5. So yeah, you're right. This will you're this right. will be irrelevant pretty quickly. It's sad, isn't it? But. Then again, I could be completely wrong about everything, and this becomes the next we. We'll see. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think there will ever be another we. Um, so, yeah. And uh, Okay, so one other thing. Speaking of sales, uh, you heard the news? PS4 just surpassed the Super Nintendo lifetime sales? Yes, it did. Crazy, man, how the industry has changed, man. Well, it's the crazy. Super Nintendo didn't sell. It sold, what, 49 million? If yep. you think about it, that's I guess that was good back then in the nineties, but like the the PS two did what? A hundred and five like, something like yeah, that? Like if that's the biggest one I believe, or the, is it the PS one? No, but you wanna can I can I mention one other thing? The reason why I mentioned this, because I want I wanted to put some perspective here, because people always say stuff and it, it just popped in my head. I know it's not really fanboys material, but do you know which system, um, which Sony system, the PS4 now has to overtake? Well, next is probably the PS3. That's what everyone thinks. But it's not. There's one more. Oh, the PSP. That's right. Yeah. The PlayStation Portable. And did you know the sales figures almost passed out? Yeah, I do, though, because you mentioned it like four times in previous podcasts now. It's at 80,000 or something, 84? It's, yeah, it's around 84, not thousand, million. Yeah, yeah, million, yeah. Like, I keep, it's still selling. I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's wild, man. Yeah. So, anyways, um, no, I just that's that's it. Just because uh, we were talking about the Super Nintendo, um, I thought that was interesting. And still, no NES Classic. That would have been your surprise this the, year. We got the sales uh, for November for the NES Classic. I think it sold 179Ks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo really did the uh, really did well on that one. They, they, oh yeah, they man. Hyped, they hyped it. The hype was cr- was crazy, and nobody nobody can get one. So. That's Nintendo for you, so be very, very uh, hopeful with the Switch that they'll have at least 200k out for the launch. But this is crazy. How hard could this have been to produce, like at least a million? Because you're gonna no. sell what you're gonna produce in the first month. Yep. But oh well. Uh, if we're talking about sales, might as well talk about Pokemon. Yep. Uh, Sun and Moon 
And this is something that the NPD does that irritates me. Like, Call of Duty Battlefield gets released on, like, 100 platforms, and they're all included together. Pokemon Sun and Moon, for some reason, get their own slot. And it might not seem like a big deal, but that's because uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon charted at number 3 and number 4. But if you would have put them together, they would have charted number 1. And that's that's it always looks better when you're number 1 than number 3 and number 4. And I don't know why they, don't, they do that. They're the exact same game with minor differences. And really, they should be bundled together. But whatever. Uh, I don't know what the exact sale figures are, but this... I predicted that those were going to be the uh, 2DS uh, bestsellers all time at the end of the day, and they have to pass X and Y, which I think X and Y sold 15 or 16 million copies worldwide, and I think Sun and Moon will will surpass that by March or April, and the reason for that is probably that the Pokemon Go's success has been incredible, and the 3DS actually sold in November more than any other month in its history because of Pokemon Go and Sun and Moon coming out. It's just been crazy that four or five years after its release, now is the month that it sells the most. And that's really, uh, really impressive. So I don't know if you have anything else to add about these sales. I do. I do. I do. On November 30th, uh, Nintendo released a statement saying that um, Pokemon Sun and Moon had sold 3.7 million copies across the Americas, um, and that was less than two weeks after the release of the game, and that they had become the fastest-selling Nintendo titles in history um, in the Americas, like the fastest-selling games ever. So that is pretty crazy if yeah. you really if you really like step back think of this cuz the last you know? I heard uh, in Japan they were at 2 million and in Europe they actually were better than that which is surprising me because Nintendo figures usually are weak in Europe I don't know why but it doesn't seem to be as many Nintendo fans over there but I think overall worldwide right now they must be close to 8 or 9 million so I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to surpass X and Y. I'm sure they are, too. Um, worldwide right now, they're at 5 million. Well, that doesn't include Europe. Uh, no, it doesn't. That's right. That's crazy, man. No, it's doing... It's, it's just unbelievable, man. They're doing, like, gangbusters. It's crazy. Okay, and well, speaking of Sun and Moon, you wanted to have a little bit of a conversation on those terrible games. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to uh, get kind of like your final thoughts, even though you're not done with the game, but you can get the uh, general idea what you think about the game so far, what you like, what you don't like, how it compares to what you've played before in the series, and blah, blah, blah. Just a little discussion. Sure. Um, Do you want me to start? Yep. Okay, so um, my my the first thing that came to mind when um, when I started to play this was what took so long, um, and I'm not kidding. That was the that was the first and recurring thought I've had all the way till now. Like when I play the game now, it's the same thing that I keep telling myself. Like I don't understand what the hell took Nintendo so long. And I say Nintendo, but you know who whatever the Pokemon company or whatever. Because this feels 
honestly, it feels like a natural progression to the first two series of Pokemon games. Like, already in Emerald, which I have not, um, um, I've not reviewed that one, but I've, I've played through it. Emerald was too much me too. You know what I mean? Like, it, it felt like, and it actually dropped some features that, um, um, oh my god, I can't, Crystal, that's the one I played, um, that Crystal had introduced, and I, I could already see going, you know, like, I think, what was the next one that I was going to play? Diamond? Platinum. Platinum. Um, and I was, like, I could already see that it's going to be the same thing, gyms and the, and, you know, like, just, just that whole same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And so this felt awesome. I mean, it really did. It felt like a breath of fresh air. I I love the fact that you don't have HMs. You you have, you know, like that that little, I forget what it's actually called, not a receiver, but a, uh, oh, damn it, I don't remember. Anyway, whatever. It's basically like your vehicle Pokemon that uh, you can call up. And I love that. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I love the fact that, you don't even have gyms. You have those trials, and it's a unique approach. And I, I, I think it, it really handled well. And the fact that you don't even fight, like, um, when you're done these trials, yeah, you have to go eventually against the Kahuna, which you could think of as, I guess, like a, a, like a sort of like a gym leader type of thing. But I like the fact that during trials, you, you typically have to go and fight a totem Pokemon. So it's almost like a, a boss battle Pokemon um, not associated with like an actual trainer. I, I thought that was really, really cool. And the story so far, I like. I, I like everything about the game, actually. I don't have any nitpicks. Not really. Uh, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I, I think this is one of the best Pokemon games I've played. And granted, I'm not you. I haven't played you know, absolutely everything, but I like everything about this. I even like, like, the little touches where you get to pat the Pokemon and feed them little beans and stuff like that, um, that you can cure, like, paralysis or and anything else that they happen to get. And just overall, I, I've really been impressed, really, really been impressed, and I can't wait to actually go and finish it. If I didn't have this stupid water explosion thing in the apartment today... Uh, chances are I would have finished it today, but now, damn it, I don't think I'm going to get a chance. Yeah, for me, the first thing I noticed was the music. I can't... I, I, I was playing... I played the game at midnight. I had it pre-downloaded on my system. A friend of mine did too, and I was at his house. And we were literally, like, refreshing every, like, minute. We were pressing on the, the button until the game let us play it. And at midnight, we started playing the first thing, I, like I said, the music. I thought the music was incredible. I don't know if it's... Uh, orchestrated whatever it might probably not but it, there's something about the music that spells high quality like this is probably the first pokemon game that feels like a triple a game to me like i've always been pokemon is my favorite franchise but this one feels like they really invested money and it shows even graphic graphically like i went back in x and y and rs to get the uh, the new pokemon which was genesect i believe yep and the game looks like crap. I couldn't believe it. I, I thought <laughs> that this used the same engine. I thought this was the same way, just that it was a tropical feel, so it felt different. But no, it's it's not at all. This that there's a reason why this game runs like crap on old 3DS systems. It's because the it's really using every last bit of power the new 3DS has, and it's 
really amazing. The storyline, really, really, really love the storyline. Like it's probably one of the darkest storylines. And I don't want to say too much. I'm not sure where you're at. So, did you see the stuff with Lily's mom yet? Or yep. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty kick-ass. I thought that was a really, really well done. And it's still a kids' game, so they obviously it's still uh, aimed at at uh, younger uh, younger people. But it's still very, very nice. Very uh, well done. Really loved it. The only little nitbits I have with the main game is probably the fact that uh, I thought like uh, some of the main bad guys like did not have enough Pokemon to make themselves feel like a threat like there was this guy I don't remember his name but he he's like the last line of defense he says this he's the last line of defense of a certain corporation and he challenges you with one single Pokemon and it's like Really, you're supposed to be the last guy when <laughs> when the building is about to get invaded. You're supposed to be the last guy to protect it, and you have one single Pokemon. So even if I and have, it's a Pichu, even if I have six Pidgeys, I'm probably gonna win eventually, just because I'm gonna outnumber you. So it's like Pokemon has done that, but then at the end it gets a bit more challenging, depending on how you play, of course. But it's just like I would I would have preferred if they would have given every major trainer come on give them six pokemon you you make us spend money on potions and full heals and stuff like that make give us a reason to use those things so it's it's little tidbits and at this point i think will never change about this series and it's a sad thing but you you get your wins and your losses here and there and recently the only other thing that's the festival plaza where there are some things of it that I do enjoy. The problem is that if you're a big on competitive battles and trading and stuff like that, like I do, if you want to do those stuff, so you have to go to the festival plaza and you have to connect online. And once you get out of the festival plaza, you cannot do any of those things and you need to go back in there and get back online. With X and Y and RS, you could be always online and you could play the main game or you could breed eggs or do any other uh, other stuff in the meta game, and you could see your friends or pass by. You could challenge them to battles or receive challenges while you're doing other stuff, which was fun. In this one, that uh, that obviously cannot happen anymore. And that's a big problem with me because I often breed uh, new Pokemon, breed eggs, and EV train uh, Pokemon, and. I would like to receive battles because battling is extremely fun. And I cannot wait to have a battle with you once you're uh, you're done uh, playing the game just to show you how much fun that can be. And that's sadly something that is a lot more complicated than it should be in Pokemon. And that's something that I think the Pokemon company doesn't realize how big of a community, uh, especially on YouTube, Pokemon is. So hopefully... They fixed that one day. I've been saying this since Pokemon Black and White, which is the fifth generation, which was released like five years ago. So at this point, I have very little hope that this will happen, but who knows? Well, very well said, man. Um, You're right about the online thing. I forgot about that, but you're right. That is a little bit annoying, having to constantly do that. And I just realized while I was talking to you, I had the trailer out, the... uh, Dragon Quest XI main character has Erdrick's sword in the trailer. So I think this is actually going to literally tie directly into the 
original Dragon Quest trilogy. That's pretty awesome. Anyway, sorry about yeah, that. I just I just noticed. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So yeah, I don't have anything else to add to Pokemon. I mean, I said my uh, said my little piece. So well, are you ready for your blast to the past? Yeah, might as well. Uh, I'm gonna go straight to the point. My blast to the past this week is Super Goals and Ghost or Super Ghost and Gulls. Whatever the case may be. Ghouls and ghosts. Yeah. Good right. lord. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I, I, I really mastered Shakespeare's language. You did. I didn't even know he made a language, but good on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I was the second in command. And <laughs> yeah, I, I discovered that game a few years ago on the virtual console, and I fell in love with it. And probably one of my favorite Super Nintendo games nowadays because of that. It's just so much fun to play. And sure, the difficulty is brutal, but it's actually a pretty fair game. I I started the game and played for an hour and could not beat the first level. Then I decided to cheat and use uh, restore points. And then I did that and beat the whole game. And after that, I went back... And I, I can actually make it all the way to the the final boss of the second playthrough because you have to beat the game and then rebeat the game. I can make it all the way to the second the, the final boss of the game without using restore points. So so the true wow. final boss of the game without using restore points. Now obviously I haven't played the game in a year or two, so I could not do that now. But a few practice, I'm pretty sure I could. And I did, I did that, but obviously I cannot beat the game uh, because to do to beat the true final boss, you need to uh, carry an item that sucks. Like it's basically a, a ring boomerang thingy that like it's very hard to damage anybody because it has very limited range, and you need to make it all the way to the final boss with that item. And I'm not sure if if you can actually get that item in the final area. I think you cannot, but you. Maybe you can, but it's very hard to do so. So, and it it's the only way to kill the final boss is with this item, and even with that item, like it takes forever to kill him. He's extremely hard, and so I really like that game. I don't know if you played a lot of it, but really fun game. That's why it's my blast from the past. Yeah, that's one I played way back in the day. Got my butt handed to me. That's a fun game to just mess around with. Um, don't take it too serious, because if you take it serious, it's it's one of those that gets very, very easy to um, get frustrated with. But with restore points and stuff, yeah, man, that's uh, that's fun. When you mentioned, oh, you should use that for um, for this review, it would have just essentially been me probably making it to the second <laughs> level. Yeah, but and, I, I suggest don't be don't be proud. Use restore points like uh, like I did, and then after that, if you want to go back go back and you'll 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 find that you're already way better than you were like the first level will not be that hard anymore yeah for sure for sure um but no that, i mean that's a classic game and that's a classic series that i i had a lot of hope for it coming back if you remember um like they did the the maximo series on the playstation 2 and that actually the first one was really good i actually really enjoyed that and then when the PSP was around, they had, I don't remember what it was called, Ultimate Ghosts and Goblins, I think, or something like that. And and that was really good. I should actually review that game. I have that somewhere. 
Um, but that was really, really good. That was a really good one. And it sort of fizzled out. Like, they haven't done one in, like, a dog's age. So I really hope, uh, now that um, Capcom said that when they announced, uh, what is it, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite or Infinity or whatever, that um, they, they're, it's time. They were like, it's time that we start, you know, digging back into the vault and, um, and, and you know, bringing back some of these characters that we had. And I'm, I'm really... I'm hoping that that's not just BS. I hope that they're they're being honest because there are some seriously excellent games that uh, and franchises that they could bring back, and that would be one that I'd love to see come back in some way, shape, or form. Um, I just don't know about the well, mind you, with Dark Souls, I guess yeah, why not? I guess the difficulty they could make it brutal and people still have fun. Indeed. All right, so with that, it took us probably three hours to get this podcast done, but uh, hopefully for you guys it'll be a little bit seamless, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, we're, we were discussing today, we're going to try and get these done in the, um, in like basically every two weeks or something like that. We're going to aim for, um, for the foreseeable future, and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. So thanks a lot for joining us, everybody, and um, like I said, hopefully we'll see you all in uh, two weeks or so.